Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Well, don't you look nice this morning, all dressed up with your robes. You probably have noticed the display board that we have out in the entryway, which has confirmation pictures of the last 46 classes. Well, one is missing. And if you looked at them, maybe because you were looking for a family member or a friend, you probably noticed all those pictures look pretty similar. Okay, the, the hairdos may look a little different, but everybody was wearing these white robes. Well, it's part of the tradition of confirmation to wear those white robes because it's a special day. Now, some people may wonder, what's the big deal about confirmation? Why do we make all, all the fuss and give all this attention to it? Some people view confirmation as if it were like graduation. You have now completed a set course of study, and you are taking the next step now. And you have done that. These young people here have spent the last two years studying the basic scriptures, looking at the basic truths of the Christian faith, and so they memorized Bible passages and explanations from Luther's catechism. They had worksheets and class discussions and took quizzes. So it sounds like a course of study, and it was. And now they're done. Well, you still have a couple more weeks to go. And so maybe you feel like it's graduation, it's over. Well, it's not. There's still more. There's something else that's special about this day. Confirmation. It means you are affirming. You are telling us about the faith that God has placed in your hearts. And that's what makes this day special. But it's not just this one-time event either. Confirmation is really an, an ongoing thing for us. And that's why we have those special robes today is to remind you that there has been a change in your life. As the Apostle Paul would put it, and that's our message for today, clothe yourselves with Christ. That was the encouragement Paul gave to us Christians when he wrote his letter to the Romans in chapter 13. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. One of the kids asked me a question the other day. What are we supposed to wear under the robes? And I said, wear something nice. You see, I see you every day. And this is a special day. Wear something nice because this is special. See, I, I see you every day. And so I see you worn and torn and faded and clothes getting a little bit shorter as you're growing, and dirty clothes too. Oh, I suppose not like that. You might say, wait a minute, Pastor, I don't, I don't look like that. I'm not talking about your clothes. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about us. You know, when you want to see how you look, what do you do? You look into a mirror, right? And during the course of our study, we have looked into God's law. God's law is like a mirror. It shows us what we are like spiritually. It shows that we're torn, that we're worn, 
that were faded, but also that were growing, but also that were dirty with disobedience. Now I know some people won't like to hear that. Some people would rather say, don't tell me that's how I look. I look just fine. I look good enough. But not according to the standards of God's law. But this course of study that we've had, and today what you are going to affirm to us, tells us there's been a change. You are wearing a white robe. I want to give you three things to remind you about what this day is about. And each has a key word that starts with the letter C. In fact, the first syllable is con, just like confirmation. And the first point is this. Confirmation is about confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And for many of us who perhaps were confirmed long ago, this is a truth that still lives for us. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just a few chapters before Paul wrote that encouragement to us about clothing ourselves with Christ, he told us to do this very thing. Here's what he said. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I like to call this verse the M&M verse. You know, M&Ms, those little candies. They come in all sorts of different colors and sometimes different designs based around a holiday. And those different colors on that outside shell attract our attention. They tell us what kind of candy it is, an M&M. But the shell is simply the outside of that nice chocolate that's inside. Paul is telling us we want to confess with our mouth what's in our heart. What's in your heart? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he said. He is your Lord, the one who redeemed you. You remember the words that you learned in the catechism, that Jesus is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent sufferings and death. That's the faith that God has worked in us. That's the faith that we will confirm, that we will say, this is what's in my heart, and I will confess it with my mouth. The other day I was in the uh, grocery store, and in front of me there was a man who was wearing a kind of an interesting set of clothes. It was a for lack of a better word, it was a clergy robe. It wasn't white, though. It was black. And as I looked at it, you could tell it was something that he would wear every day. It wasn't just his church outfit. He was a little worn. It was a little dirty. Now, I knew it was a clergy outfit because he was also wearing a big cross. I knew that he wore it 
every day too because it had pockets and he could reach in and get his car keys out. I don't have pockets. <laughs> he was telling everybody who he was. A Christian. And that's what you're doing this morning. You're telling us, I am God's child. When I teach the 8th graders catechism class, I don't start at page 1 in the catechism. I jump to the middle of the book where their life started with their baptism. And you remember what the scriptures tell us about your baptism? Paul says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And so as, as you are, as young people, searching for identity and trying to, to show your identity to people, we reminded you, you're a child of God through your baptism. Because in baptism, Christ put his robe of righteousness, his perfection, his obedience on all of us. It is through faith that we are children of God because by faith we apprehend that righteousness that he lived for us and have the forgiveness that removes our sins. That's what confirmation is about. Confirming you believe in Jesus as your Savior, your Redeemer. When I was uh, in college and being trained for the ministry, there was a layperson in my congregation who thought he would, would help along and give me some practical tips. One of those tips was, he said, when you're talking to people, have them talk about themselves. Now, he didn't mean that, that people should brag about themselves, but what he meant was simply, people find it very easy to tell you about themselves, to talk about what's going on in their life. And that's how we get to know people best, when we talk to them. Well, what do people know about you? What does your life say to them? It was clear from that man in the grocery store what he was about. But what about the rest of us? The other day when I was driving on the freeway, in front of me there was a car that had a, a cross hanging from the rearview mirror. Now, it wasn't a little tiny cross like this one, though. It was a huge cross. In fact, I was really kind of stunned that somebody would have that big of an object hanging in their front windshield that it might block their view. But then as I thought about it, she was making a statement, probably, to everybody around her. And maybe more so, she was reminding herself of something reminding herself of her Savior. As she is looking forward, she knows God is going with her. And as she would look up in the rearview mirror to see behind her, she knew God had been with her. And that's what confirmation is about. It's simply saying, I am His, and He's mine. And going forward and looking back, I can see that He has been there with me. We just finished singing a beautiful song. His robes are mine. It reminds us exactly why we're wearing these robes today, but more so, whom we wear every day. Christ, who has given us his righteousness, 
who has washed us clean from all of the filth of our sins. We are His. Safe and secure with Jesus. That's what confirmation is reminding us. And the reason we want to make that profession of faith and encourage you to walk in that faith is because we know that there are people, that there are things that are going to happen in life that are going to try to take this robe from us, that are going to try to encourage us to throw it away or to say, you know what, that's out of style. Live a different way. Live the way you want, not the way the Bible tells you. And so that we may continue to wear Christ, I want to encourage you to continue in his word. Because it's that word that saves us. It's that word that clothes us with Christ. Now I'm sure that that you guys go clothes shopping, especially the girls. I know that happens in my house with my teenage daughter. Go shopping with mom for several hours. And they come back with one item. I don't get it. And you go shopping for clothes for a variety of reasons. Maybe the clothes you have are starting to get a little small because you're growing. Maybe they're kind of worn or torn. And so you need some new clothes. Well, we need new clothes spiritually. Christ Jesus. And that's why when Paul said, clothe yourselves with Christ, the form of the word that he wrote really meant continue, keep on clothing yourselves with Christ. Why? Because every day we still get dirty. Every day we still tear those clothes that he's given us. We don't walk righteously and perfectly every day. And so we need his gracious righteousness and forgiveness. We need to stay close to him. And staying clothed with him will allow us to stay close with him. Now, some people go shopping for new clothes because the stuff they're wearing just doesn't appeal to them anymore. There are new styles out there. And that might happen, too, where you think, you know, this stuff that I learned, it's not stylish anymore. I want to live a different way. But remember, we need to stay close to Christ. He's our strength and our health and our life. Maybe think of it this way. If you were out on the ocean and something happened to the ship you were on and now you're in the water adrift, you see a life jacket over there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you just going to say, well, there it is. Here I am. Or are you going to go over to it and are you going to put it on? You're not just going to look at it and say, you know what, I think I'll try to be that, like that life jacket and just float. No, you recognize you need that life jacket. We need Christ. We need to clothe ourselves with Christ because he is the strength and the health and the life that we need. How do you clothe yourselves with Christ? Continue in his word that word that's proclaimed in the scriptures, that word of forgiveness that's declared to us in the Lord's Supper, where we we receive the body and blood of Jesus that's given to us for forgiveness and life. Continue in his word so that you can stay clothed with Christ so you stay 
close with Christ. Continue in Bible classes. Continue in worship. Continue with prayer. Continue in the sacraments so that you stay close to Christ. Now, parents, at this time, I might want to remind you of your responsibility in this too. Just as it's important to give our kids the encouragement and guidance they need as they grow up for life, so we need to do that with their faith. And you've done that now in, in enrolling them in the catechism class, but it needs to continue. They still need your encouragement and your guidance and your car. <laughs> Not that you're going to let them drive yet, please, no. But they need to get here to church and Bible class, and you are responsible for seeing that they can do that. For the congregation members, we need to be sure that we have programs that support these young people in their life, that we can lead, continue to lead them in God's word. And by the way, it's good for all of us that we're in the word and continuing to worship him. Now I know that uh, a number of you are active in different kinds of activities, music and sports things and other recreation stuff. Also to be re remember to be active in your faith. The Apostle Paul encouraged that too when he said, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And so the third word I want to give you to remember what confirmation is about is to conduct yourself worthy of his calling. His calling you to be his children. Live a life worthy of his calling. That means live like Christ. You remember the explanation I gave you for that word worthy. It was like those balance scales you use in science class. Here's what Christ was like, and here's what I am called to be like. I'm to reflect him in my life. He has given you his robe to wear. Live accordingly. Just like I would expect that you wouldn't go out in between services now with your robes on and start playing around outside and, and, and digging in the dirt. So don't do that with the robe of righteousness Christ has given you. Don't dirty it. Conduct yourself in a manner worthy of that calling. Live like Christ. Paul tells us what that is like. He says, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and its image of its creator, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity now sometimes when we live our life a particular way when we we show maybe we're good in sports or in music or something people would say wow you're really good and maybe when they see how nicely you're dressed, they'll say, wow, you are really a sharp dresser. Those activities and the way we look sometimes draw attention to ourselves. But as you live like Christ, 
do it first for this reason, to live for Christ. Yes, it'll draw people's attention, but it's not about you. It's about who made you who you are. It's about Christ. Live to his glory. That's what the Apostle Paul continued to write when he he said, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's confirmation. Confessing him as Lord and Savior. Continuing in his word and conducting yourself worthy of his calling. Today, a number of people will probably say to you, congratulations, and that's okay. You have taken a step. This is an accomplishment. But more so, let us all say thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done for these young people and what you have done for all of us. You've clothed us with yourself. Amen.